Now I am joined by Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature for our Pro Football Scope. Barry, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, I was out with COVID last week. You were also sick. Uh, first things first, how are you feeling today? Yeah, everything's fine with me. Uh, just uh, if you like pro football, then everybody should be getting tickets to the Senior Bowl. It's February the 4th at 1.30. It's in Mobile, Alabama. If you're in the Pensacola, Mississippi area, it's only an hour drive. Um, if you're in South Alabama, of course, that's local. 45% of the first and second rounds played in the Senior Bowl. I don't think people knew that. Just a couple of years ago, uh, Justin Herbert was there. So if you want to see somebody like Vaughn Miller or, or Brett Favre or Dan Marino and see them play live, all of those players played live in the Senior Bowl. And news came out today. There are two female assistant coaches in the NFL. The Browns have one and, and Washington has one. And Washington's assistant running backs coach, Jennifer King, it was announced today that she is going to be the position coach for the Senior Bowl. Not the assistant, Great. but the position coach. And that will be the first time a woman has actually coached professional athletes as a spot-on position coach. That is fantastic. Really, really good. And congratulations to her. I and mean, we see that more, obviously, as you said, in, in the NFL and and some assistance also in, in the world of basketball as well. If you can coach, you can coach, period. It doesn't matter uh, who you are, where you, you come from, or anything like that. Uh, let, 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 Absolutely. Let's stick with more of the Senior Bowl here, Barry. Now, I know that, obviously, you cover the Browns, and, and there's a certain process that, that you go in covering that. When, when does your evaluation, if you will, start for these college athletes? Is it at the Senior Bowl, or do you take a look back at the last few weeks of of college football games like, you know, the national title, of course, some of the bowl games too, j just based on Brown, the Browns' positional needs. I mean, how exactly does your evaluation of these college players work, and when does that process start for you in terms of what you do in, in covering the Browns? Yeah, for me personally, it does start at the Senior Bowl, and the reason for that is during the year I watch some college football, but it's not like I've got to have sports on all the time. I watch a lot of NFL and I, I just pick and choose my college games. So I don't see a lot of players. I don't see a lot of games. So I don't know who was the star running back for the University of Toledo or, or Cal's you know, great tight end. I have no clue. But at the Senior Bowl, I can evaluate those players. I do a daily diary while I'm there, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday. They have a, a media event where you can interview players, and I've got a list of positions. Uh, Alabama's linebacker, Tua Totoa, is going to be at the Senior Bowl this year, and he's on my list. So I start with the Senior Bowl, and from there I start taking positions that my team needs, like safety, okay. offensive tackle, situation like that. And then I start broadening out from there. If we don't need a quarterback, I don't deal with quarterbacks. If we don't need a kicker, but the positions that our, my team, the Browns, need – then I start with the Senior Bowl, and they're right there. You can talk to them after practice. You can talk to them, uh, you know, during the week uh, at the hotel. And they, the Senior Bowl is a premier all-star game. They bring in the best, and they're competing against the best. So if you're a star cornerback, 
how are you doing against these star receivers? Yeah. When you play for, for your team, you may have only seen two good receivers all year. Now everybody at the Senior Bowl is a star. Spectacular stuff. And again, yeah, the, the fact that it's right down the road as well is is obviously very convenient for us and convenient for you. But, I mean, people watch it all the time, and I've been saying that too, is we see guys all the time. There are some guys that are mocked to go as high as the top 10, even top 5, multiple first-round picks. But we see guys too, Barry, that – as you mentioned, first and second round guys, but we see guys go to the second round from an original fourth round mock because, as you said, they go up against some of these stars and they might be from a Mac school or from you know Fresno State or something like that, and they have an outstanding week of practice and play, and all of a sudden they go from a fourth round guy to a second round guy, and that's where a lot of teams. It's not just the combine, it's not just you know these college films and the pro days, but the Senior Bowl is a big, big part in in these players evaluation uh, and going forward. So you, you mentioned some of those players that you're, 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 you're looking for and some of the positions of, of need for, for the Browns. Now I, I'm intrigued. Is there anybody else on your list that, that, that you're interested in? I know there's one local Pensacola product in uh, Devin Witherspoon. He's a corner, not necessarily a safety out of university of Illinois, but is there anybody else who you've got your eyes on that maybe, a position of need for the Browns? Well, I, I I start with positions of needs for the Browns, and that's really what I focus on. Okay. Um, if, if there's some great cornerbacks, we are set at cornerbacks. So I don't even deal with that. I don't even talk to them. I don't even try to evaluate. Now, I may make notes and then mention them in my daily diary, but specifically, we need a, a strong safety. we got good free safeties. And and so I'll, I'll kind of focus on that. But you're extremely right about guys evaluating and bumping up their their draft status. A couple of years ago, there was an unknown safety from from tiny D2 school, Lenore Ryan. His name is Kyle Duggar. He was projected to be a low fourth rounder. He lit it up in the Senior Bowl. He tackled everybody that came. He knocked down every almost every pass that came in his direction. He was in the the vicinity of every pass that was in his little zone. The Patriots took him in the second round, and the last game of the season where they were trying to get into the playoffs, I saw him return an interception for a touchdown. So it happens, and it happens a lot. Now, a lot of players are projected to be second and third rounders and can fall into the fourth round because they don't have a a good senior bowl. Uh, But Kenny Pickett last year, he, he played in the Senior Bowl. He started for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. And, of course, Pittsburgh had three or four quarterbacks that they were just trying to decide which one to take. Mm. Of course, Pickett was the only quarterback taken in the first round. But he was at the Senior Bowl. He played at the Senior Bowl. The Steelers were able to come up and talk to him, get a feel for what kind of person he is, look at his competitive edge, and see him live and in person all the scouts, all the assistant people, all the personnel people, the head coach, they were all able to see Kenny Pickett because he played at the Senior Bowl last year. Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature joining the Sports Drive now. Um, transitioning to what we've got currently going on in the NFL, what a wild week of wild card games, I guess pun intended there. Uh, have you ever seen a game? I mean, we have because it was referenced in that moment. I think – I, I almost forgot about the Colts come back against the Chiefs and how crazy that was when I was uh, back in college or in, in high school. But that game, 
between Jacksonville and, and the Chargers, I don't know if, and we've seen crazy comebacks, as I've said, but I don't know if there's one certainly like that from a quarterback perspective. Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions in that first half, as bad as it could go, totally flipped it around in the second half, and they come back to win the game. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that from a quarterback where you're having a bad day to to completely reset and have almost play a flawless second half like Trevor Lawrence said. I, it was outstanding to see what he did over the weekend. That, that was a remarkable comeback and, and a really bad look as well for Brandon Staley. Yeah, that that uh, Charger-Jaguar game, that's what's called a laundry game. That okay. means that you watch the first half and it's so bad that the second half you start folding laundry. There you go. That's exactly what happened. I started doing laundry and folding it, and I went on to online at ESPN and, and checked the score, and I went, oh, no, it's not 27 to nothing anymore. So I went back and watched it, and it was an incredible game. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions and had a fumble in the first half. How do you have five turnovers for one player and then have a miraculous, exceptional second half and just at will just win the game like that? And if you notice, in all the playoff games last week, the first game and the last game were not even close, but all the ones sandwiched in between were nail biters. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and to, to that point, the the 49ers are part of that big victory are are should the 49ers be Super Bowl favorites right now I mean it, based on how good their defense is Barry I don't think anybody beats them when they score 40 points or more there's nobody that beats them yeah I had it's my my top four I had Dallas and San Francisco in the NFC championship Cincinnati and Buffalo in the NFC, AFC championship well Unfortunately, those two te- those two teams play each other this week, right. so that's not going to happen. So I hope nobody uh, you know placed odds or bets <laughs> because of what I said. But um, those are going to be great games. I think San Francisco is probably the best team in the league right now. I know people are going to say Philadelphia is. Others are going to say Kansas City. But it wants if if Cincinnati gets past Buffalo this week. Then they play the Chiefs. You and I both know that Cincinnati owns Kansas City. Yeah, so and that put Cincinnati that put Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. I know. I Again. I I don't want to jump the gun on saying that I've got that I'm very confident ahead of the Chiefs because, and this is the thing too, a lot of the conversation yeah. about the Bengals is well their offensive line is hurt. Well, again. The Bengals' offensive line was much better this year than what it was last year. They're basically going back to guys who they played last year and they made the Super Bowl with. So it's not as much of a concern with me as it would have been last year because they made the Super Bowl with a bad offensive line. I mean, they're able to do it again when they got three out of the five yep. who were still playing. So obviously it's a little bit of a concern, but it's it's a really interesting game between the Bengals and the Bills because they're coming off games, if you will, where you face divisional opponents, and those are always tough in the playoffs because it's a team that you're very familiar with, they're very familiar with you, um, and the Bills and Bengals both survived and found a way. What do you what What are your expectations for, for that game this weekend? Is it going to be a higher scoring one? Some people are saying it's going to be more of a barn burner. Others say it'll be lower scoring. Uh, because both defenses are going to show up to play. And both defenses have been a big part as to how good they've been this year. Yeah, Buffalo-Cincinnati, it's either going to be lights out or it's going to be a pitcher's duel. Uh, The Bills are the number two defense. Uh, The Bengals are the number five overall uh, defense. Mm. I don't think a lot of people understand how good Cincinnati's defense is this year. 
but their front four, their front seven, are absolutely tremendous. Now, Cincinnati's had problems with the offensive line. I got that. They had problems last year. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl with problems with the offensive line. They would have seven sacks and win the game. So a lot of times that doesn't matter, but I think the key element to Cincinnati's game is Joe Burrow. I don't think people realize just how well-groomed and how what an accurate passer he is. And the fact that he's got not one uh, all-star uh, receiver, but he's got three Pro Bowl caliber receivers, that he, and plus Joe Mixon is a great receiver coming out of the backfield. Now, Buffalo has been a roller coaster this year. Um, and, of course, they're playing in, in the in, outdoor environs. I haven't checked the weather on that, but it's played in Buffalo, so you know it's going to be cold. But I think whoever wins that game is going to be able to beat Kansas City, okay. and that the winner of this game to me is going to be in the Super Bowl. Would you say the same thing for that Cowboys and 49ers game, or do you think that oh, the Eagles have a chance or the Giants have a chance? You know, I was shocked to see the Giants beat the number three seed Minnesota. Mm. Um, I, I was I was not surprised that Jacksonville won. I was surprised that Jacksonville was down twenty-seven to nothing to one. The fact that they beat the Chargers, the Chargers have been up and down, up and down all year, and they play, uh, you know, great one game and then play lousy, or play great one half and lousy the second half, and that's exactly what happened. But the Giants, they've got a good defense. They've got a good defensive line. They've got a poor defensive backfield. They do not do well with good running quarterbacks, and if Jalen Hurts is playing, he's going to torture them. If mm. you get them inside the 10-yard line, um, it's not an RPO. It's just Jalen uh, running out. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts played in the Senior Bowl two years ago. Uh, if he rolls out looking for somebody to throw, it's he's going to run it in. I, they just have not been able to contain running quarterbacks. Yeah, and I, I was a little bit surprised to see the Giants win on the road as well. And certainly a lot of good games on tap. On Saturday, it'll be the Jaguars and Chiefs, then Giants-Eagles. And then on Sunday, it'll be the Bengals and Bills, Cowboys and and 49ers. Getting to some more of the offseason uh, storylines with Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature, our pro football scope. Uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers still uh, mulling decisions, the both of them. I don't know how Aaron Rodgers can really mull any decision. If he comes back, he's playing with the Green Bay Packers unless they they trade him because he signed that three-year contract with him. Do you do you think, to me, there's no other team that I can see Aaron Rodgers playing for other than the Green Bay Packers. Now, especially that he signed the deal, he's really got no other choice. Me, personally, I think Aaron Rodgers is done. I think Tom Brady comes back. I don't know if Tom Brady should come back, but what are your thoughts on Brady potentially going to the Raiders or uh, somewhere else and then Aaron Rodgers whether he decides to retire or, or come back to Green Bay? Well, I heard Aaron Rodgers' thoughts the other day, and, and he mentioned uh, his backup and saying, well, if they want Jordan Love to play, then that's what they'll do. Um, it's kind of the situation when he came into the league with Brett Favre. Um, you know, Rodgers sat for three years while Favre uh, was still the starter, but I think they're ready to move on from him. He says that he can play at an elite level. He says that he can be an MVP candidate. Um, he didn't say anything about winning the Super Bowl. He just said, right. we'll, have to see, we'll have to see what's around me. In other words, 
it's almost like he wants to be in the in the the war room for the draft and say no 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 don't don't <laughs> draft that that defensive lineman draft this tight end or draft this offensive guard draft this you know wide receiver he wants a voice in that and and he probably should be if he's been there as long as he has and and his clout that he has maybe he should have some kind of a suggestion on that as far as Tom Brady um, I've heard him possibly go into the Raiders, but I'm going to give you a couple other teams that I think might be a possibility if he does come back. Okay. Now, of course, Tampa's still a possibility. Sure. But I think Tennessee Titans uh, still have some quarterback uh, questions. Mm. Um, and I think that that could be a possibility. And then he had been linked to the Miami Dolphins before, and I think that that is still a, a good, distinct possibility that he could end up in, in Miami. Um, the, the reports on Tua is that he's he's going to come back and that they want him to come back. But, you know, when you have somebody that's a good, good player and he keeps getting hurt, you can't, you know, at some point you just got to cut bait with him and you just mm-hmm. got to say, well, you're, you're an exceptional player, but we got to move on. And I think that's uh, regardless of what the, the Dolphins have been pleased with, with tag, uh, you know, Tua's development this season, um, I think that medical professionals are confident that he'll be able to resume, resume his NFL career next season. But what if you could bring Tom Brady in? What, what, right. what would be the situation with that? Would you decide on Brady over Tua? Only they can answer that. Yeah, I think you know in Tom's situation, I I agree with you that Tennessee is is an option because they've got a good defense, they've got a good offensive line, they got Derrick Henry, they've got some weapons. It fits what Tom Brady needs. Miami, they they've really got that too. That to me is is why Tampa is not the answer. The Raiders, even I don't know if they're the answer, even though they got a good team because the division is so strong. The AFC South is a, is the weakest division out of all the teams that you know, are, 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 are in need of a quarterback or anything like that. So that makes some more sense. Again, Barry Shuck of Dogs by Nature join in the sports drive. Now, final thing for you, Barry. Um, Greg Roman resigned today, and Byron Leftwich was fired. A little bit surprising, both of these actually, to me, Byron Leftwich, his situation, because he won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. I don't know if it, why he's getting the blame as much as he, he is. I think Todd Bowles should be getting more of the blame, too, to be honest with you. And even Tom Brady, because he did not play good at all in, in that game against the Cowboys. And he has looked a little bit rusty at times. And then Greg Roman, he has the perfect offense for Lamar Jackson. So what what is next for Lamar? I know that he's been a guy that's been dealing with injuries the past couple of years. It sounds like the Ravens want him, but you need an offensive coordinator that has that relationship with Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know where, where they go from here. Yeah, Roman, um, you know, not not continuing on. He had a one year left on his contract. That was really surprising. Uh, you know, he had devised an offense because uh, that really kind of went around Lamar Jackson's abilities, and it was an impressive feat. Uh, he devised an outside the box offense, and at one time they produced the NFL's most prolific offense. Uh, back in 2019. Now, he never came close to replicating that since Lamar has been hurt and not playing and has got contract situations. But that's an odd thing. Now, uh, here's something that I want to throw at you. Is it possible that the Ravens might uh, look at trading Lamar Jackson? Yeah. I don't think it's it – is, and 
I don't think is unthinkable as it used to be. Um, it, it, you know, when they can't nail down a contract with him, I think they just might say, well, we're just going to move on from you. As far as Tampa Bay, I was really shocked that Leftwich um, was one of the ones that got fired. Now, they fired six off, uh, coaches all the, all the way across the board from Tampa Bay, including the offensive coordinator. Um, and they also, their, their specialist coach, their wide receiver coach, on and on, defensive line coach. They, they fired quite a bit of, of, of coaches. And it comes three days after the Buccaneers' 31-14 to loss to Dallas in the, in the wild card round, which Tampa was never, ever, ever in that game. And, of course, their yeah. season uh, just never materialized. So, left, which um, he'll find other employment. But, you know, he's been uh, mentioned as head coaching possibilities for about three years now. So, for Tampa to, you know, he was a, a hot coaching candidate really as recently as his past offseason. And um, he was uh, in the consideration for the Jacksonville job. Um, and so it just was surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for the same reason that you just said, it, it, very very interesting how things can you know change on the flip of a switch. Oh, and even real quick too, Brandon Staley still got a job. I I I was astounded that the Chargers at I know that Sean Payton you're gonna have to pay him. I think he wants like twenty million a year or something crazy like that. But for goodness sake, I mean you've got a roster that that's really good, and you you keep on stepping on on your toes and. I, I, Justin Herbert was outplayed by Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions and five turnovers. And you don't lose a game yep. as you if you force five turnovers, you do not lose that football game. And I think that there's blame to go around yeah. everywhere. And I, I'm surprised that he's still the guy, to be honest with you. There. Yeah, never, never, never. When you have five turnovers, that basically just uh, guarantees that you're going to have a, a victory, especially especially when it's in a playoff game. <laughs> right, right. Uh, again, Barry, Shuck of Dogs by Nature. Uh, you have, you have an idiom for us today, Barry? I do. I am going to tell you where the Wildcat came from. All right. Uh, we all know what the Wildcat is. It's where the, the quarterback either lines up as a wide receiver or he's on the sideline, and they bring in typically a running back. Sometimes it's somebody like Taysom Hill, who's a hybrid player, but typically – it's a running back, and the ball is snapped to him. Then he just kind of picks and chooses his hole, and then he tries to run to daylight. Well, how does the word wildcat become a part of a game of football? Well, this strategy is really a, a variation of the ages-old single-wing formation. Uh, the difference is that the snap comes directly to the running back instead of the quarterback, um, it was invented by a high school coach named Hugh Wyatt in 1998. Now, Wyatt was the head coach of La Center High School and Washington State, and their mascot is the Wildcats. Perfect. Who would have guessed that? Fantastic stuff. Barry, um, I appreciate the time as always. Glad that you're feeling better. Have a good rest of the week. Enjoy the football games. Can't wait to dive into who's in the AFC and NFC title games next week. Yeah, and good luck with your team. Yeah, thank you. Who who do they think going to beat them Bengals? Hopefully it's not the Buffalo Bills. 